Welcome to the Love First Podcast, where we are committed to biblical teaching and sharing the principles and the promises of living out our faith according to what Jesus says are the two greatest commandments, loving God with our whole being and loving others as ourselves. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to help build your faith and deepen your relationship with God. Enjoy the message. Welcome to the second session in our series, Growing the Church, when we can't go to church. We can't go to church right now because all public gatherings have been banned due to this coronavirus outbreak. In fact, we pretty much can't even meet in small groups anymore, which to me is where the essence of where the New Testament church was. They met together in the homes. And be great if we could do that right now. But we can't even really do that. You see, for years, I've championed the need for churches to really develop a small group ministry. And many churches have, at least to a degree. And I applaud them for their efforts because the leaders of those churches have seen the need that the people have for connection, for community, and for commitment. However, I think virtually every church still falls short of what that first century church was like. You know the one, the church that turned the world upside down for Christ. Now, I know a lot of churches today claim to be, and many truly try to be, what they call a New Testament church. And they look at Acts chapter 2 and say, we're going to do things like they did then. And hey... I appreciate the effort, but they really aren't doing it. You see, with what they're really doing is trying to merge the first century church into the model of the 21st century church. Well, guess what? Right now, because of the coronavirus thing, the 21st century model of the church has been at least temporarily destroyed. So what do I mean by the 21st century model? It's really no different than the model the church in America has been doing since its inception in this country. Oh yeah, we've tweaked it and we've altered it and we've added uh, more instruments to the, to the worship team. Um, we've replaced the pipe organ and the piano with uh, guitars and bass guitars and drums and, and other horned instruments sometimes. We've done a lot of things like that. Um, but the model still looks the same. Everyone files into a large room, and they sit in chairs all facing the stage. The people, well, at least most of the people, sing for a little while, and then someone gets up and talks for 30 to 45 minutes, and then the people go home. That is the simple form of the model. And it doesn't matter what size church you have, that's pretty much the model. And that's what most people expect from church. And I hate to break it to you, but the New Testament church looked nothing like that. Now, being that we have been entrenched in that model for generations, I have thought for a long time now that the only way to go back to the way it was done in the New Testament, the way that the church was established to be, that only a new church could do it. 
churches starting in the homes and focusing on the homes. Established churches couldn't do it. There's no way. They would have to change everything about the way they do things. And no church was going to be able to do that. Even if they wanted to, they couldn't do it. Ah, but guess what, my friends? Churches have to change right now. We don't have a choice. If this goes on much longer, which all signs indicate that it will, I truly believe that those churches who see the need to break away from this Western world model of the church that we have held on to for so long will be the ones who now are the only ones to really survive. I mean, others will survive. People will go back to the church that they, they were part of, but that church, the way it was, will no longer thrive. But if we adopt that New Testament, that first century model, I truly believe that our local church, the church that we're a part of, it will grow and it will thrive. Unfortunately, I still see most churches trying to, even when they can't meet inside the four walls of the church, hold on to and try to duplicate as much as they can that inside the four walls model of the church. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that all churches should be putting their sermons online right now. I mean, that's a good thing. That's a must. But when we stop and act like the sermon is the central part of what the church is, then we are holding on to that same model. So what is the model that we should be following? Okay, well, let's jump into our text for this session. Last week, we looked at Acts chapter 1, and today we're going to look at chapter 2, starting in verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Right, let's stop right there, just for a minute, because I think there's a really important point that we're about to see here. Verse 1 says that all of the believers, and there were, what, about 120 believers at that time, that all of the believers were meeting together in one place. Now, that's what we've been doing for a couple of centuries in the Western world. That is what your church and what my church is known for. We meet in one place on Sunday mornings, and that is the epicenter of our church. Everything flows in and out of that Sunday morning worship service inside those four walls of our church. But we can't do that right now. All public gatherings have been banned, and understandably so because of the coronavirus pandemic. But instead of fretting that we can't meet in one place anymore, let's look and see what happened with that early church. And that, it, that it's actually what we are going to, to be doing for the entirety of this series is looking at that first century church at what they did. So let's read on. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues off fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At this time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and, and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken to by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be, they exclaimed. 
These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Now let's break this down just a bit with a focus on the state of the churches right now because I think this is important and foundational to how we're going to see our church grow during this time that we can't go to church. Now we already established that they were meeting together in one place when suddenly there was a sound from heaven and the Holy Spirit came and wow, nothing was ever the same after that. That's where the church was not too long ago. We were comfortable meeting together in one place and just going about our weekly routine, just doing church, and suddenly everything changed. Churches were closed down. We could no longer assemble due to the health crisis. Now, please don't think for a minute that God isn't in control of all of this. In Acts chapter 2, God sent the Holy Spirit to indwell the people of the early church. Don't you think that the Holy Spirit is just as much present now as he was then? And in this passage, we see the Holy Spirit gave each person in that room the ability to speak in other languages so that they could reach more people. Now hang on to that thought because there is a great truth that is just waiting to be unwrapped right here. In the following verses, and, and I'm not going to read them all to you right now, we see that there were many different people with many different languages and dialects in Jerusalem that day, and each one of them were given the gospel in their own language. Now let's stop right here and focus on what that means to us today in the midst of this coronavirus chaos. In Acts chapter 2, we see that each person was able to receive the gospel in the way that they could best understand it. That was a foundational issue to the start of the church. Remember that before this moment, the church consisted of 120 believers who were meeting behind closed doors in a room. That was not God's plan at all. Remember in Acts chapter 1, he wanted the church to go out into the world? He wanted the church to move outside the four walls and move into the society, reaching them in the ways that each person could be reached the best. Now, what does that mean to the church today? We have people all around us. Some are part of our church family already, and some are lost people without Christ. We have a responsibility to reach both categories of people the way they need to be met. And guess what? We can't do it within the four walls of the church. Oh sure, we can meet some needs of some people if all we do is focus on the traditional model of the church whose epicenter of life is the Sunday morning service. But we can't really meet the needs of most people by having just that focus. And now, God has seen fit to allow circumstances to dictate that we can't even use our four walls on a Sunday morning to fall back on to reach our people. Now allow me to be blunt for a minute. I've said this before and I will continue saying it because I believe very strongly in this. If the focus of the church is centered inside the four walls on a Sunday morning, that church will not grow during this time of crisis. It has to refocus, not just adjust the focus to have an online facsimile of a Sunday morning. 
Now, don't get me wrong. We need to have that Sunday morning online presence. It's a must. We have to have it. But that is not what is going to hold the church together. We, the everyday people of the church, the laymen working right alongside of the pastoral staff, all in the same boat, all working together, making connections, reaching out to people, checking in on people, cre create a Zoom group and invite people to, to that group that you know, talk and pray together, study the Bible together. Don't expect the pastor to do all the teaching anymore. It's time for the rest of us to step up, to do something, to be the church. Here's the bottom line. The church will grow larger as it grows smaller. Now follow me here. The more we start meeting together in smaller groups virtually, inviting other people in, inviting our friends and our family to join us, the more small groups we have designed to meet different types of needs, because there's not all the same needs, the more we will grow stronger as a church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. So what do you do? Find a niche. Find people in a niche that you are comfortable with and start holding Zoom meetings online with them. There's no cookie-cutter way of doing it. Remember the, the lesson that we learned here in Acts chapter 2. Meet the people in the way they need to be met. People have different needs right now. And I can guarantee you that the world right now, with so many living in isolation as a shelter at home, needs connections with other people as much or more than they need a video sermon. So let's all step up and be the church. It's not just the job of the pastor. It's time for us all to do it. That is how we are going to grow stronger and even larger during this unprecedented time in our society. Now next time, we're going to stay here in Acts chapter 2, and we're going to see exactly what the focus was for the first century church. I think you will find that now is the time in our church society to try to emulate that as much as we can. I mean, really, we don't have a choice. The four walls on a, on a Sunday morning model right now does not exist. So come back for that one. Until then, may God surround you with his love and, and fill you with his grace so that you can demonstrate a life of love first to the people in your online community. Hi, this is Steve Bittison. If you enjoyed this podcast or if God blessed you or taught you anything in it, I hope that you will subscribe to the Love First podcast and share it with your friends. That way you won't miss any of the upcoming teachings and messages and maybe you will help be a blessing to someone else.